Hello, I'm Mariet Sneijman. Welcome to Calm, Clear and Helpful, a weekly podcast series on taking good care of yourself and others, introducing you to wellness professionals eager to inform, assist and inspire. Today's topic is retirement. Prepare yourself mentally and emotionally. My guest is Suzette Sarfontaine from Johannesburg, Program Director of Rewire to Retire. Welcome, Suzette. Thanks, Marit. Thanks for having me. To our listeners, after our conversation, it will be fun question time. Suzette, growing older and retirement is a challenge, not only for people who find themselves in this phase of life, but also for younger individuals, I think, wondering how they're going to navigate this. Turning retirement from a challenge into an opportunity requires a strategy. Today you're introducing us to a program that does just that. Before we look at this program, could you tell us a little about yourself? Yes, um, Maritz, I've been an independent facilitator and consultant since 1996 working in various organizations and industries throughout South Africa as well as Africa. Uh, Prior to that, I worked for Standard Bank in sales, national sales training management, account and project management. I've always been focused and quite passionate about people development, even in sales. When I was doing sales, which was never my first call, I mean, if if you're growing up and you ask somebody what do they want to be, when they grow up, the last thing they'll tell you is they want to be a salesperson. <laughs> so um, I ended up in sales, as most people do, sort of by accident. But in that sort of people interaction that I had when I was in sales, I suddenly realized, or not suddenly, but through a process, I realized that people and how people operate is, 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 is to me, is quite special. Hence, I ended up in training, ultimately. So, yeah, I've always been focused on that and on behavioural change and performance improvement. Since September, around about September last year, I became the Programme Director for Rewire to Retire, which is one of the programmes in the Mind Moves Institute stable. I know that the realities of retirement often come as a shock because it's similar to experiences like being boarded or retrenched, and I have been retrenched myself, so I know what it's like. But Suzette, during COVID, your circumstances changed overnight. Could you tell us what happened? Yes. You know, as a freelance facilitator, I worked with both international training organizations, as well as with local and African clients. Um, I had two engagements signed, sealed, and just not delivered. One in Angola, actually, and one in Botswana. When our government literally overnight decided to cancel everything and really sort of lock down the whole country during that first lockdown, that first hard lockdown that we experienced. And that was obviously with immediate effect. So I lost an immediate income at that stage of around 78,000 Rand. And any foreseeable future income at that stage because we didn't know, as you as you know personally, we didn't know how long this was going to last. And in the end, it lasted much longer 
than we even anticipated in terms of locking down borders, etc. So all my work was always done face to face because I've always had the firm belief that you could only really do interactive uh, skills training when you work face to face. And then this happened. And then suddenly I realized, well, now I'm not working. So it was, that was stressful in itself because it was like, um, and living on my own, that made it even worse because you start, you just start talking to yourself, you know, you, <laughs> because, and you, and you, and you argue with yourself sort of in circles, going nowhere. And I was getting, I wouldn't say depressed, but I was getting, getting quite concerned about where this was going. And I was in, into this for about six or eight months before some of the organizations that I worked with started developing the technology so that we can start doing online training. So that started, but that was about a year that I didn't earn any income. So I must tell you, if it wasn't for the assistance of my daughter, who is living in the USA, I would not have survived. So yes, COVID, I think, and you know, to this day, I think there's a lot of hangover from COVID still. Uh, it's difficult, not that easy to to get work because organizations, if there's one thing they cut on the first, it's our people development, which doesn't make sense, but it just is the way it is. Clearly, you've picked yourself up from what you've been through, and I'm sure that gave you first-hand experience, which stands you in good stead with this program that you are heading. It has, on hindsight, I definitely wouldn't have thought this is where I was going to end up. You know, when I, when I started looking at, when we started looking at this program, I was not at all focused on starting a new venture or starting something different. So it's weird sometimes how life turns out. You have to do what you have to do and then suddenly you think, okay, well, this is where I'm at. So never mind what's happening in another week or 10 months or three months or five year time. This is where I'm at now. So how do I handle where I'm at now? That's basically what I had to do. And I think we're going to touch on some of those points when, when we talk about this program. We handle change much easier when we're mentally and emotionally prepared, which we were not for, no, we <laughs> for COVID and lockdown. So in my view, this is where the program we're talking about today comes in. Could you tell us what it's called and what its objectives are? The program is called Rewire to Retire. Um, and it's, as I stated earlier on, it's one of the Mind Moves Institute's programs. The primary objective of this program is to provide people who are approaching retirement with a strategy to plan and prepare for the emotional and mental aspects of retirement. You know, we talk about retirement and we talk about planning for retirement. The major focus is normally on financial planning. True. And this is extremely important. I'm not trying to say it's not. It is extremely important because obviously you need money to survive as I fully found out when I was um, not working. But, um, but yeah, in most instances, we are, however, not prepared for the emotional and the mental impact um, on ourselves as individuals, as well as our partners and family 
And this is the focus of this program. So it's not as if we look at financial planning at all. We leave that to the experts because our area of expertise is to look at the mental and the emotional aspect of retirement. And as you mentioned, although the focus is on retirement, any changes in people's lives, like for instance, retrenchment. Suzette, what is the foundation of this program? Is it, for instance, scientifically based? Yes, at the Mind Moves Institute, we approach retirement from a neuroscientific perspective. And neuroscience is the science which deals with the structure and function of the nervous system in the brain, um, as well as the role of the physical body in learning and performance. We also use biomimicry. Now, biomimicry is a practice that learns and mimics the strategies found in nature to solve human design challenges. We use biomimicry as an imitation of the natural development of the brain to design movements, and we call these mind moves. And these mind moves can be used as natural medicine to optimize performance and ensure clear thinking, and it also lowers stress levels. We're not talking about exercise, are we? We are not, and yes, thanks for bringing that up. There's a big difference between, or there is a difference between exercise and movement. Exercise is normally quite strenuous. I mean, if you go to a gym and you look at people's faces while they're on the treadmill or lifting weights or anything like that, um, normally you don't actually find them singing and being very happy and smiling. (laughs) So it's 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 a strenuous thing. Well, move, the movement we're talking about is a spontaneous movement. And um, I'll talk a little bit more about movement, maybe a little bit later on. Thank you. What is the format of the program? Uh, as far as I know, it's a workshop and it's interactive. That is true. Um, although we do do webinars on request, which are per definition more presentation driven, Our workshops are modularized and designed to be interactive. We facilitate the process with the emphasis on facilitation. We've designed it to be done online, um, or we can run face-to-face workshops nowadays, depending on the needs of the client. In the case of public workshops, we are currently scheduling these online via Zoom, with the next program starting in May. But we normally work with groups We can do individual work as well in the individual sessions, but that will then be much more consultative and obviously we will structure it in a slightly different way. So if you talk about a public workshop, you mean that people who don't know each other from various parts of the world will will enter and then they will all be part of the group? Yeah, various parts of the world, different organisations. Um, So yes, it's not one specific organization or one specific company. Suzette, I'm curious about the content of the Rewire to Retire workshop. It has four modules. What are they? The first module is called Retirement, Disaster or Reinvention. And we can probably talk a little bit more about the content or just briefly what the objectives of each module. But uh, the first module is providing a context. The second module looks at brain wiring, where we, sort of, where we look at people's behavior and understanding behavior. Module three is about knowing yourself and your partner. And the fourth module is taking action. 
Right, let's talk about each module. Could you tell us what happens in the first one, retirement, disaster or reinvention? Uh, this module provides an introduction to this next phase in a person's life. In this case, retirement. You know, we discuss in this module also the worldwide phenomena of an aging population. Uh, the fact that people live longer and the impact this have on us as individuals, but also on society. The United Nations found that globally, the population aged 65 and over is growing faster than any or all of the other age groups. And this can be, this can be quite well concerning on the one hand from various aspects or from various points of view, but it also impacts on how we plan our lives going forward. Because you're, when I grew up, when you were 60 or 65, you were old. True. And when you were 70, you were definitely over the hill. Um, so, and now we're saying this isn't happening. People are living into their 70s, 80s, and in some instances into their 90s. So there's another 30 years, 20 to 30 years, ahead of us after we have reached retirement age. Now, some people really look forward to retirement. They can't wait to do all the things they haven't had time to do. But others are really concerned and become quite anxious that when they retire, they're concerned about what they will do with their days. And they're concerned about the fact that they might lose their purpose in life. Retirement anxiety is really a thing. Lots of people are concerned and anxious about that day. It's human to fear the unknown. But the more we are aware of what may be happening, the better prepared we can be and the easier it becomes to plan for the next phase. And obviously I'm talking here about mental and emotional planning. And it's also about understanding that retirement is not an event, it's a process. Another thing that's quite important is to take into account that the impact one person's retirement can have on his or her partner as well as their family should you be in a relationship. You know, partners have in all probability had and still have their own lives. And now suddenly their partner is home seven days a week. I used to work with a colleague many years ago um, and her husband got retrenched at the age of about 51, 52 thereabouts. And he really struggled to find a job. And one day, about two, three months into this, she ran, she ran a business from home. She had a home office. We went for lunch. And I said, you know, how's it going? And, he, and her words to me were, you know, I married him for better or for worse. I didn't marry him for lunch. Mm. And that stuck with me. It's, it's so true. And it sort of makes you think, what is the impact on our partners? We always just think about ourselves and the impact on us when we reach retirement or any major change in our lives. But what is the impact on our partners um, and also on our family? So this is, these are the kind of discussions we have in this particular module. And we also, in this module, provide people with a technique to assist them in working on their mindset because mindset is extremely import important at all stages of your life. However, at this stage of your life, 
it becomes even more important because you need to be clear. You need to have a clarity in terms of mindset to look at where we're going and how do we take our lives forward. So we provide them with a technique which helps them focus on the things that they can control versus getting overwhelmed by the things that they can't control. You know, Haniki, Dr. Haniki van Sale Edeling made the statement that age happens. There's nothing you can do about the why, but you can definitely do something about the how and the when. So that is what we focus primarily on in this module. Could you give an example of an exercise or a practical tip from this module? As, as I said just now, we, in this module, we give people a specific t- technique to help them with clarity of mind. One of the things that people can do, especially when they start feeling overwhelmed, is to think about all the things that's occupying their minds and make a list. And then say to yourself, okay, well, all these things that's occupying my mind, which of these things can I actually control? And then also make a list on the other side of which of these things can't you control? And you might find that a lot of the things that's really occupying your mind are the things that you can't control. Why do we get upset with load shedding? For those people who don't know what load shedding is, um, (laughs) they're obviously not from South Africa. But um, when suddenly you don't have power, what do you do when you get stuck in the traffic because half the traffic lights aren't working because there's no power or whatever the case might be or the infrastructure isn't good? I mean, it's right, right off your car because you drove through a pothole. Those are just some of the some examples of things that really occupy our mind that we really get uptight about. The fact that I've lost my job or the fact that there was COVID, for instance, in the example that I shared earlier, That and the government decided to close the borders. Although that occupied my mind, sort of 24 hours a day, I couldn't control it. So the problem with that is, first of all, we get overwhelmed by these things. And secondly, it takes up so much mind space that we don't have space for focusing on the things that we actually can control. And if you make a list of these, so make a list of the things that you can control and the list out of the things that you can't control. Start focusing on the things that you can control and you'll be surprised how more focused you become, how more calm you become and how more in control you feel. That sounds very sensible. Let's look at your second module, Brain Wiring, Understanding Behaviour. We sometimes think we really want to do things which the so-called experts tell us might be good for us when we retire, for instance. For example, spending time working in the garden or go and take painting lessons or buy a house at the sea and or in the bush because it's so calm and beautiful and peaceful. All these ideas sound great in theory, but it's really something that we have to think about because is this something that will really work for me or am I more of a practical person who are action oriented and really get bored quite quickly what is my partner like is he or she the kind of person who really wants to just lay back on a beach and relax or is 
he or she the kind of person who wants to be active. So in this module, we look, we look at how we are wired. By understanding our innate programming for each competency that we have, whether it's at work or in life or at play, you may or you may not have a supporting program. Hence our ability to be competent at certain tasks and skills and not or less competent in others. Now it's important to understand that your programming is a natural consequence of your genetic makeup and your environmental influences through your formative years. Your early programming gets hardwired through use, but it can be changed at any stage due to the plasticity of the brain and the ability to rewire and reprogram. You know, there's a myth out there that is specifically in terms of retirement that says that as you age, your brain starts wearing out like a machine or an engine or something. Research has shown that that is not true. That we talk about the neuroplasticity of the brain. The brain doesn't wear out. It can be reprogrammed. It can be rewired. But you, as an adult, your, your, your programming is largely influenced by the choices you make. And that means that the wiring and programming that accounted during your formative years can be changed if you choose to do so. So you can rewire your brain and you can write a program for any skill that you want to develop. It just takes time and commitment, but it can be done. And I think I've proven that for myself. Um, well, first of all, in terms of doing this program, but also in the past, during that COVID period, where I suddenly, I mean, I'm technologically disadvantaged. Um, so suddenly I had to master online training. I mean, really, this was, this was quite a learning curve for me at that stage. But it was one of those situations for either you swim or you sink. I mean, am I going to now do nothing? So it's incredible how you just, if it, it takes commitment, but you then, if you really do it, you can. So in order for people to have a better framework, to provide them with insights regarding their own wiring and their programming, participants during the program develop a personal brain dominance profile which will assist them in making decisions and plan for the next phase of their life from a more informed perspective. Yeah, that sounds both as if it offers a lot of clarity and if it can help one develop one's potential. Yes. Have you got any exercise or tip from Module 2 that might interest our listeners? This one, I think, is because it's, it's, it's very much a practical kind of approach where they really spend a lot of time in terms of looking at their brain profiles I think is something I don't want to sort of just give people things and they take it out of context yes. um, because it's so easy to do that especially with, with profiling there's many profiles and brain profiles out in the market so I wouldn't like to to create a situation where people really take things out of context and then it can be more harmful than good 
um, ultimately. But I think it is important just for people to understand if, if they take one thing out of this, is that don't give up. Look at your situation and look at things that you've maybe always enjoyed in your life in the past, but you haven't had time to do. Don't, well, you can go and try something new, but then you must, you must realize that it's something that you want to do. Yeah, what are, what are some of the passions that you've had? Think about those when you start looking at where do I go from here? What am I going to do when I do retire? Start talking to your family. Start talking to your partner. You know, what, what, what does your family want? I mean, if you've got children, do your children actually want you to come and live close to them? So, you know, <laughs> talk to them about this. Uh, what does your partner want to do? Do they want to go and live closer to the grandchildren? I mean, we're in a situation in, in, in this country where most of our children are somewhere else, somewhere other than in South Africa at the moment in the world. So start thinking about those things. Those are the kind of things that I think you can start doing at this stage. Thank you. That will open up one's mind. Module 3, Suzette, Knowing Yourself and Your Partner. Yes, in this module we look at the individual profiles that we developed in Module 2. And we see what it all means we start putting this together. And how we apply these insights moving forward. So we're in Module 2, we looked at the different dimensions and we developed our own personal individual profiles. We give people a bit of a chance to think about this. And then in this module, in module three, we say, let's see how, what it means to us. Let's start interpreting this and let's dig down a little bit deeper. You know, the human brain is far too complex to be understood, but the brain dominance profile is a handy model for describing a part of the uniqueness of every person. Another aspect we focus on in this module is the importance of movement and more specifically the application of mind moves which I've mentioned in passing. According to the CDC or the Center for uh, Disease Control in the USA, regular physical activity can help keep your mind sharp as you age and can even reduce your risk of depression and anxiety. It increases serotonin levels, which leads to improved mood and energy. It can also boost your mood and help you sleep better. And these are two major factors for determining our mental well-being. So movement improves by brain health and brain function by assisting the growth of neurons, also known as neurogenesis. Our brains produce thousands of new connections between nerve cells daily. Movement, which is any activity which gets the blood flowing, motivates these cells to stay alive and to prevent them from dying. And as you asked me a little bit earlier, uh, is there a difference between exercise and movement? Once again, I would like to stress this, that yes, there is. And with that, we are not saying that exercise is not good. Uh, it is. But let's not think if I can't exercise, that means that I can't do anything. Even people in wheelchairs can do movement and they can move. And the movement, any form of movement, actually helps with keeping these brain cells alive. The mind moves we're talking about is not some kind of a magic wand, but they mental and emotional gear changes based on sound scientific principles and the latest neuroscience. 
It enables you to manage yourself so that your best efforts become a level of achievement at which you can function every day. They're geared to strengthening the wiring that feeds the competencies that I spoke about just now. You need to perform effectively. So I'm pretty sure you're going to ask me whether there's something that I would like to share. I am. <laughs> in terms of the mind moves. <laughs> and yes, there's, there's quite a few. And what I will do is I will leave you a link, a YouTube link that people can watch. Uh, there's quite a few mind moves that we have put on YouTube so people can really go into, go into it and um, have a look and see how it works, what it does, how they can benefit from it. But one that I particularly like, um, that I find very beneficial, is what we call rise and shine. Now rise and shine, just to explain it in a little bit of detail, uh, difficult to do if you can't sort of see somebody but basically what happens is that you stand up or you sit in a very com- in a comfortable z- position when you stand your feet apart and while you stand up you lift your head and you look straight you open your arms as wide as you possibly can while breathing in deeply you cross your arms after that as if giving yourself a hug while breathing out slowly. And you repeat this three times slowly while breathing in and out. Now, before I say what this actually does, it is important to note as a little in brackets, breathing is extremely important as part of all the mind moves because physical breathing obviously is a way of providing oxygen to the brain. Breathing slowly and regularly and deeply helps to calm you down, etc. I mean, think about a woman giving birth and the breathing exercises that they do. So breathing is an extremely important aspect. So the way, the sort of guideline that we use is try and when you breathe in, breathe in slowly, try to do it in a count of about eight to 10, but normally about eight breathing in, expanding your core, and then when you breathe out, slowly breathe out and count for eight to 10, and then making sure that you really get rid of all the the air in your lungs so that you leave space to breathe in again. And with these mind moves, because the wiring, we do these mind moves to obviously assist us with the wiring um, of our programming. So it's important to do this often. You've got to repeat it because it's only through repetition that after a while the, the wiring changes. So uh, you do each of these mind moves, some of them you do more times, but in most instances, this one for instance, you will do at least three times while breathing in for eight counts and then breathing out for about 10 counts. If you can't do it for eight or 10, because the beginning it might be difficult, do it for, for as many counts as you possibly can. And the more often you do it, you will start finding that you will be able to breathe in longer and breathe out for longer periods of time. What this move does, it boosts relaxation. It helps with rhythmic breathing and um, it provides you with a sense of well-being. It actually calms you down because of the breathing, first of all. 
I must admit that I never start a day without the rise and shine. Really? And what it also does for me, and I'm, I don't know if that's just me, but, but on an emotional level, it feels to me as if I open myself up to a good day. So I have better expectations from the day when I start. That's fantastic. That's really great, Mariette. Um, yeah, well, I'm glad that that's the, that's the experience you have. I actually do it myself regularly and specifically before I do interviews, for instance, because it helps to calm you down. <laughs> I, I have some other mind moves that I really <laughs> always do before I do interviews and others that I do when I find myself getting lost when I'm driving. <laughs> Yeah, well, let's not go down that road. No. <laughs> yeah. Suzette, module four is oh, yes. called Taking Action. This is right. I get so carried away talking about this stuff. It gets me actually on going on to module four now. Um, yes, and this is one of the more important ones, not that any of the others aren't. But you can do all this work. But if you don't take that next step, then all this work that you've done is actually sort of, why have I done it? So... How we reinvent and rewire ourselves, quoting Dr. Um, Riley Moynes, is one of the things that we look at. How are you going to fill your days after devoting 30 plus years to a career in a meaningful way? You know, going from strictly planned days to no plans at all can be difficult and can be a difficult transition to make. Contrary to popular belief, Knowing your purpose in life is not just important when you're young. Rediscovering your purpose is important throughout your life. And it can be challenging for many people nearing the end of their careers to rediscover their purpose and their meaning. In this module, we provide participants with a process to rediscover their purpose, taking into account everything we have discussed in the previous modules, as well as a way of turning this into action through a goal-setting process. We start this process during the workshop, but it is not something that you could rush. Uh, it requires taking time to really think this through and also include your partner, if you have one, and even your family, where applicable. So what we do during the workshop is provide people with a kickstart to the next step of your life. And it's all about turning a life of working into a life of meaning. Retirement is not who you are or where you are in life. It is rather the transition of your time. And in other words, it is a process you go through. It is not your identity. And I think that is important to realize. And that is one of the most difficult things for people who have worked their whole life. Because... What you do becomes part of your identity, and especially in the Western culture. How many times when you meet somebody for the first time, you introduce yourself, and the next thing, they say, well, what do you do? Now, suddenly, you don't have a job. So somebody says to you, what do you do? What do you say? I'm retired. And the minute you say, I'm retired, it depends on what you mean by that. Because the word in itself, when do you retire things when you've got no more use for it? So what are we saying? If I say I'm retired, am I saying that I'm now useless? There's, there's nothing for me. And that is so not true. That is the process that we take people through in this module. When we say you rediscover 
yourself. You rediscover your purpose because there's lots of things. Um, what do you have a passion for? What have you done in your life? What have you? What can you offer people? One of the things we share, not specifically in this module, but during the program, we share is, and people can go and Google this, it's really great. Um, they talk about the old coots. And the old coots are a group of people who've retired. Um, and they are in, I think, Salt Lake City, if I'm correct, in the States. And they used to get, get around, get together rather, around a cup of coffee regularly and you know sit have a chat and solve the problems of the world and then one day they said you know we've got so much knowledge between us and expertise and wisdom maybe we should share this and they opened a stall at the local farmers market um, and every Saturday during summer you will find them sitting there at their little stall with a big banner that says um, the old coots providing advice that might not necessarily be very valuable, but it's free. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> and what they found is that that way they've really started, well, first of all, interacting with people in their community. But they got to know more people. People started interacting with them. They, they managed to get to a point where they could actually share. So you don't, you don't become useless when you retire. So we must be careful that retirement doesn't become our identity. I love the way you unpacked that. Suzette, I'm wondering what this program has meant to you personally. Yeah, it's been a major learning curve for me, Mariette, over and above the fact that I finished school, obviously, many years ago. Um, I have never really been good at biology. And I didn't even do science in what we called matric, now grade 12. So it gives you an indication of how old I am because I was still in matric. Um, and I also remember when I was in the good old standard eight, which is grade 10 nowadays. In the second term, I went up to my maths teacher, who used to be our vice principal. And I said to him, I'm stopping maths. I'm taking music as a subject from the, as from the next term. And he turned around and he said to me, he used to call us by our surnames, and my maiden name was Berta. He turned around and he said to me, Berta, kid, this is the best news I've ever heard today. <laughs> so, so much so for that. That gives you an indication <laughs> of, my, of how good I was at maths and science. So, suddenly, last year, when I had to learn about the brain and neuroscientific principles, I mean, I couldn't even spell the word properly, um, that to me was really quite overwhelming and very intimidating. Also, to start with a new initiative or a new venture at my age was not something I really thought about, which I think I mentioned earlier. So when I did a presentation at WOW, which is a networking group which I belong to, at that stage specifically on performance under pressure, I met uh, Dr. Meredith Jager from the Mind Moves Institute. And she approached me with the idea of researching and developing a program aimed at potential retirees for the Institute. So, Rewire to Retire was born, and the rest, as they say, is history. So, having done this, I think proves that, you know, if I can do it, anybody can. You just need to want to do it, and then put your mind to it. 
I've also been very fortunate that I've had people who supported me, both professionally and personally. And without them, I would never, ever have managed to do this. Because you do tend to think, what? many times I thought, what am I doing? How am I ever going to come to terms with this, with this new knowledge and this, this new stuff? But I think it came across my path at the right time. If nothing else, I definitely have credibility in terms of talking to people in, in, in retirement age. So yes, there's that as well. So yeah, that's what the program has meant to me. Thank you, Suzette. Where can listeners learn more about Rewire to Retire? They can contact us via our website, which is www.rewiretoretire.co.za, all in small caps. Or they can send me an email at Suzette, which is S-U-Z-E-T-T-E, at rewiretoretire.co.za. I'll also include a link to the website in the podcast notes. That'll be great, thanks. May I now ask you your fun question? You may. We're going to a fantasy world, so you need not to be practical. That's difficult for me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. sure you'll ace it. Imagine it was compulsory for each adult to have their own lollipop, what we in Afrikaans call a suigstukkie, which literally means a little stick to suck on. <laughs> now, in our fantasy world, each adult must design their own lollipop. They must choose the color and the flavor. My question is, which color would your lollipop be and which flavor would you choose? That is an interesting question. I always, I love lollipops, funnily enough, or I used to nowadays. Not so much sugar isn't good for me, being practical. Uh, <laughs> in the fantasy world, if it didn't affect anything negatively, I would love red lollipops. And it has to be, uh, it has to have, a, what, what is a red lollipop? I think it's strawberry, I think. Can't remember. I just know I like lead. Either red lollipops or black ones, funnily enough. I love a black one. Um, it's got like a licorice kind of kind of flavour and it makes your teeth blue. So um, <laughs> so yes, that's what I, I would like. Uh, that's what I would like. Thank you, Suzette. And I want to thank you for unpacking this program for us. And especially for also sharing some of your personal experience because I think since it's an interactive program and I'm sure you develop a connection with each of the each of the individuals who comes to the program I think it's not only going to be about the information they get and the insights they get but also about being encouraged in, in a personal way. So thank you very much. Thank you for the opportunity. It was great. Dear listeners, it was good of you to join us. I'd appreciate it if you'd subscribe to Calm, Clear and Helpful and rate it where you download your podcasts. And if you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone you care about. 
visit my website www.mariehetsneiman.co.za for this episode's show notes and for free articles and podcast episodes on love relationships, parenting, life's challenges and emotional health. To follow me on Facebook, just search for Mariette Sneeman Journalist. Calm, Clear and Helpful is compiled, hosted and edited by me and the music is by Mark Marie Sneeman. Catch you next Tuesday at 9.